Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of 1 Samuel, looking at 1 Samuel chapter 27. If you have a Bible with you, follow along while I read beginning in verse 1. Then David said in his heart, Now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will despair of seeking me any longer within the borders of Israel, and I shall escape out of his hand. So David arose and went over, he and six hundred men who were with him, to Achish, the son of Maach, king of Gath. And David lived with Achish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, and David with his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, Nabal's widow. And when it was told Saul that David had fled to Gath, he no longer sought him. Then David said to Achish, If I have found favor in your eyes, let a place be given me in one of the country towns that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? So that day Achish gave him Ziklag. Therefore Ziklag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. And the number of the days that David lived in the country of the Philistines was a year and four months. Now David and his men went up and made raids against the Geshurites and the Gerzites and the Amalekites, for these were the inhabitants of the land from of old, as far as sure to the land of Egypt. And David would strike the land and would leave neither man nor woman alive, but would take away the sheep, the oxen, the donkeys, the camels, the garments, and come back to Achish. When Achish asked, where have you made a raid today? David would say, against the Negev of Judah or against the Negev of the Jeramielites, or against the Negev of the Kenites. And David would leave neither man nor woman alive to bring news to Gath, thinking lest they should tell about us and say, so David has done. Such was his custom all while he lived in the country of the Philistines. And Achish trusted David, thinking he has made himself an utter stench to the people of Israel. Therefore, he shall always be my servant. This chapter continues a pattern that we've seen develop over the last several chapters, where David makes a courageous decision to do the right thing regardless of the consequences, followed by a story where David's character comes into question. He acts selfishly or in ways that seem to benefit him. As this chapter opens, David has decided that there is no way that he can avoid being hunted down and killed by Saul. No matter what he says or what he does, Saul is always going to come after him unless he goes and hides in the land of the Philistines. The Philistines were the enemy of Israel. When David defeated Goliath, he was the champion of the Philistines. And David goes to the very town that Goliath was from to try to form an alliance with one of the kings of the Philistines so that he could have protection for him, his family, and all of the men who were following him. After he built trust with the king, he asked the king to let him live in one of the towns in the countryside. He appealed to his vanity by saying he wasn't worthy to live in the same town as the king. So the king gave him the town of Ziklag, and this is the place where David sets up camp and is the headquarter for all of his operations. 
And the way that he provides for himself is to go and make raids on other towns and take everything that they have. Now, he goes and raids towns that were enemies of Israel, but he tells the king of the Philistines that he's raiding towns within Israel. And to make sure that the king never finds out that he's lying to him, he kills any potential witness. Every time he goes to a town and raids it for the food and wealth that's there, he kills every single human being so that they can't report back to the king what David is doing. I realize that as we read stories from the ancient world, we have to remember that it was often a much more violent time than we find ourselves in now, that things were settled through violence. But even for this time in history, what David's doing is a really bad thing. We know that David knows it's bad because he's having to lie about it to pull it off. And he's having to kill people who wouldn't normally be killed in a battle just to make sure that there were no witnesses. So in the story, we have David trying to protect himself. Rather than relying on the strength, the wisdom, and the direction of God, he's convinced that Saul is going to kill him no matter what he does unless he leaves the country of Israel. So he goes to the Philistines, assuming if he's there, Saul won't follow him. And he is right about that. But there's absolutely no indication that he consulted God about this. This is a decision that he made on his own. Then once he goes to the Philistines, he makes an alliance with this king in Gath. By David's time, God had warned Israel over and over again not to make alliances with foreign governments and with foreign kings, that it would lead to their destruction. David knew better than to do this. Throughout the biblical record, every time that Israel finds itself in trouble and being overtaken by some other nation— we can see Israel ignoring the things that God has said and making an alliance with a foreign government, looking for a political solution to their spiritual situation. We also see David in this chapter trying to provide for himself. This is coming from a guy who multiple times in the Psalms wrote that God was the source of all provision. And those things are bad enough, but to be able to maintain that kind of lifestyle and to cover all of his bases, he has to add to those actions stealing, lying, killing, and deceiving others. We don't have to look very deep into Scripture to find out that all of those things are things that God detests. In Scripture, we're told not to take things from other people, not to lie or to bear false witness against others. We are told not to kill. Now, someone may go, well, what about in battle? The only reason there's a battle here is because David is seeking out vulnerable, innocent victims to attack. This is not a war for Israel or for even the Philistines. This is David killing for his own personal gain. And Scripture speaks at length about the evils of deceiving others, especially when it's used to manipulate or coerce those folks into believing that we're better or more important than we really are. When we're trying to gain the approval of others, we're typically doing it in ways that are an abomination to God. And Jesus says as much in Luke sixteen fifteen. One of the things we can notice in each of these chapters where a story is told about David, where he's making bad decisions, doing things that go against God's will, is that God is not mentioned. In those stories where David's making good choices, it's because he's either actually consulted God and found out exactly what God wants, or he understands the character of God and knows the right thing to do based on God's character. 
Here in this chapter, David doesn't seek the Lord. He doesn't seek his direction. He does the thing that he is convinced is going to give him the outcome he wants. And as he does that, each subsequent decision just digs him into a deeper hole. So what is the difference in David between the stories where he makes good choices and poor choices, where he seeks God's direction and where he acts without it? I think the answer is in the very first verse. Then David said in his heart, now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. David's scared. In his heart, he was feeling a fear, an anxiety that no matter what he did, Saul was going to keep coming after him. And God had protected him so far, but how long would that last? When would Saul be able to get to him? If Saul didn't give up, surely at some point Saul would succeed. So David takes things into his own hands out of fear. The reality is that in this story, David feared Saul more than he feared God. We can certainly understand why David was scared. He was on the run. He had a family to protect. There were men who were counting on him for their livelihood. He was afraid, and in his heart, he was convinced he was doing the right thing. The problem was that one decision caused him to compromise his principles on a variety of others. If we're not careful, we can end up where David is in this chapter, where fear is driving the decision-making rather than submitting to God's will. Whether we're afraid for our physical lives or we're afraid of failing in pursuit of some type of accomplishment, or we're just afraid we won't be accepted by others. If that fear is what's driving our decision-making, we can expect that one bad decision can lead to another, and over time, we can dig ourselves a hole where our character is called into question because we're more concerned with creating the outcome we want than submitting to the will of God. Jesus speaks about this in Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 26. He says, So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my father who is in heaven. Just as David should have been more fearful of God than he was of Saul. Jesus tells his followers that they should be more fearful of God than they are of anything that can happen to us on this earth. Just like David, we don't have to make alliances with this world. We don't have to look for political solutions to spiritual problems. What we should do is love and respect God enough, revere him enough to do what he's asked us to do, no matter what it looks like or feels like to us in the moment, knowing that that is the best way to honor and glorify God. We're getting near the end of the book of 1 Samuel. And as we've looked through it, we've learned many lessons from David about how to have a heart for God and what type of character we should have when we're dealing with others, even people who are intent on doing us harm. But we also learn a lot from the mistakes that David makes. We don't have to repeat those mistakes. 
There's an old proverb that says, any fool can learn from their own mistakes. A wise man will learn from the mistakes of others. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.